This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris I see that in Israel they're telling everybody that they need to shelter in place for the next three days while they carry out a full-scale war operation calling up 300,000 reservists they speak of. I don't know what the uh, standing army is in Israel, but I feel like they don't have enough people. That would be my first thing. Uh, Secondly, they seem very ill-prepared. I guess we're going to find out here in the coming days. It seems to me that Right now that the Israeli plan of attack seems to be to completely wipe out the Palestinians in Gaza. And um, I'm not sure how I feel about this. The city is basically uh, walled off for all intent and purposes. They've cut off the water, no food, no electric. The Israelis apparently able to, you know, wield this hammer and just shut it down for everybody. Now, this is kind of a, a, a interesting scenario when you step back and think about that. Now, you have to remember, um, I'm not Jewish. I'm not Palestinian or Arab. Um, I don't really even completely understand what's going on over there. All I know is that there's a lot of hate. But if I just step back and say, wait a minute, you're going to basically execute everybody within that area, and why? Who, who's the judge and jury that's allowing this to go on, largely with American weapons? Who's allowing safe passage out of Gaza for the innocent people? This is not just, I don't think, what Israel is doing here. And... I understand the calls for retribution. I know there's people listening. Well, how could you say that? I, I've seen the atrocities. I didn't say to stand down. I don't think that's a fair expectation for Israel. Now, right now, all I've seen, you know, say so they bombed a mosque. They showed secondary explosions as evidence that there's uh, munitions stored there, and that's why it became a target. That, you know, these targets previously had been, you know, let go. I don't know. I don't know what all the details are in that regard. I'm going to just let the, you know, politics and crazy world play out as it is. You know, if to the people who are, are taking strong opinions, this side and the other, you know, it seems to me there's a little bit of truth. And by the way, I don't want to take anything away from the, the final actions of this uh, butchering of innocent civilians. I say, the, well, the Israelis have been doing this to Arabs in Palestine, uh, in Gaza for a long time. Um, I, I don't really know enough to speak about that. Um, <laughs> but if we're going to live in a world where justice is eye for an eye, we're going to run into some big problems. Anyway, uh, let me just say this. You step back and you look at the scale of what's happening. Now, oh, forget about that a second. Yeah, no, look at the scale. Pretty much everywhere around the world this is touching. 
right? You have Jewish people, you have Arab people around the world at this point. And this diaspora, if you will, is problematic in itself as the conflict has the potential to also spread. People in Israel are essentially going to be locked down for the next three days. We're not even really hearing much from the average citizen. Who knows what's going on over there at this point? Uh, but they're basically saying, you know, the government telling the people, you need to have enough supplies that you can, you know, close the door for three days. This is nuts when you think about it on many levels. So uh, what can we take away from it here, you know, thousands of miles away? Uh, well, number one, things can change fast, which I think is uh, a great point to take away from this. And the reason that you need to be prepared in advance. Okay, you, there's no way you're going to be able to respond. There's, look at what happened. They were totally unsuspecting. I saw somebody uh, posted on Twitter. I thought the same thing. It was like a Red Dawn moment. Remember that movie Red Dawn from the 80s when the Russians parachuted into the United States? What would stop it from happening here today? They don't have big enough armies, China or Russia, too tied up in other things. We're pretty, luckily pretty well insulated in that regard. We hope. We hope. That's not the threat anyway, let alone the camps that I see images on, on Twitter. They sure look like uh, military training camps. I see people making ties, BLM, to the... Um, to uh, Hamas, I've said to you, be careful of the Muslim blacks. Oh, boy, that's racist and what, xenophobic. Or no, racist. I forget. I don't know all the terms. Uh, I'll just tell you, I think what a lot of these generals have tried to say, that there's a, an ideology in that culture, and it's not to say that there is not a white Christian counterpart, because there are. I'm just, you know, I don't want to get into a racial argument about it. I'm just telling you that there's an element there that wants the death of all white people, basically. You'd think that, oh, no, nah, they're just mad at Israel. Oh, no. Oh, no. Once they're done with that, if they ever accomplish it, you're going to be next. And it'll continue on. You're looking at people, they're evil. It's an evil uh, ideology, And like I said, it's not that there aren't others, because there are. But this is the one at hand right now. And it, it's been a thorn in the side of humanity for a long time. Things change fast. Are you prepared to deal with it? 96 hours minimum. Can you leave quickly? Do you have enough on hand? that so i got to lock the door and I have no utilities for four days. Can you do it? It's really unbelievable uh, to me in a, in a lot of ways that... You know, I think in my house, if I didn't do the preparing, it probably wouldn't get done. Not that my wife isn't prepared in different ways, but not the way I am, that's for sure. Um, it's funny to me that in this, it's so easy. to, to For 96 hours, four days of preparation, what do you need? Five gallons of water, uh, 12 meals per person, heat. Um, some blankets, light. It's not a lot, right? It's not a lot. You, you could fit it in a small chest. Boom, four days. In case of emergency, break glass. 
How many people, is, and I'll, I'll speak to this honestly myself, I remember laughing at Butch Erskine from Hope for Survival telling me that I need a get-home bag and to keep it in the car. I'm like, dude, you're getting off. It's, you're off your rocker. <laughs> Look at what just happened in Israel. Natural disasters, a million different reasons. It's going to come in a second. Can you leave quickly? What if you had to get out? I saw a video of Hamas walking up to a house. Presumably the people were hiding there somewhere. And here's what the fighters did. They walked in. They shot the dog dead. Took three shots with that 7.62. Sounded like a 7.62 to me. Um, Shot the dog three times. Walked in. Ate some food out of the refrigerator and lit the house on fire and left. Interesting, right? Tactics. Something like we did in Vietnam. I saw Jordan Peterson said he dreamed of a nuclear war. What happens if you get word of that? Incoming nuclear warheads expected in less than an hour. Are you ready to go? I'd need about 10 minutes to load the car. And we could be out of here. Do you have security? Can you provide for your own security? Gotta be, as I look at it, after um, exposure, you know, water, exposure, water, security, all kind of in the same genre in terms of urgency. That's got to be at the top of your list. I was thinking the other day, you know, we're so far gone as a human race that we don't even know how to eat real food anymore. Chris, what are you talking about? What if we had to live without refrigeration, what would happen? What would happen to the world population if we didn't have refrigeration? I, I don't think people know how to deal with real food anymore. Salted meat, smoked meats, fresh eggs. I mean, think about how life suddenly changes. If you want eggs, you basically got to have a chicken, my friend. Not a, you know, I guess you could live in town. Maybe they bring them in from the farm. I don't know. You're going to be relying on somebody else. All of a sudden, living communally makes a lot of sense. All of a sudden, you say, hey, the neighbor I hate. And you say, hey, I, I don't know about you. You know, I said some chickens out here. And you say, you feed them one day, I feed them the other. You split it because I'm going to be busy cutting firewood as it turns out. All of a sudden, people get along. God is good. Keep your chin up, I would say. Stay connected. Walk around barefoot on the dirt for a while and just see what it feels like. Eat real food and remember what it feels like. I don't know. I got the same problem as you. I've gotten fat and happy myself. You know, my biggest problem right now is I got to replace my air conditioning before it gets hot again. Imagine that. I think about it, though. I guess, listen, here's my point. I want to leave you with this on this. The world has changed. You see that plainly right now. Security is a major issue. Are you ready for all that? I would say most people aren't. Let me give you a little tip, by the way, a broader tip and a specific tip. As a Marine veteran, combat veteran, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm like John Rambo over here. I was just your average run-of-the-mill motor T guy. I drove a truck, happened to land with an artillery battery. We got to do some cool stuff. But it's not like I was Ranger Rick over here, all right? 
at the same time, you know, I grew up in the woods as a kid. I knew I learned how to navigate through the woods as a kid, track animals, hunt fish, um, making sassafras tea, uh, 10 years old, digging up the roots. I used to literally, I don't even know my parents still know about it. I would pack up a bag and I would disappear into the woods. I just, for whatever reason, it was like a rebellious to me to go out there and dig up sassafras roots and write, light a little fire and take my, my canteen cup and make some sassafras tea. I loved it. I really did. Collecting maple syrup. So, you know, and at the same time, I'm not Mr. Uh, you know, live off the land. It's been a long time since I've done those things. I mean, right now, you know, we if we we want to get rustic, you know, we want to rough it. We get out and we get some um, Kobe beef burgers to cook on the grills. With my kind of roughing it these days, I got the same problem as you. But I don't completely forget. I'll tell you that we got this little salt lick from my friend, and I take it as a sign. I really do. I'm going to tell you without getting too into it. There's no legitimate reason why we would want to bring the deer in here. And he knows that. But he did it anyway. And I'm going along with it anyway. You tell me what we're thinking. <laughs> Even if it's just to feed the dogs, he said. Think about that. Times get tough. What are the dogs going to eat? He may all of a sudden have to hunt for that. So, I said I want to give you a little tip. Broadly and specific. As a matter of fact, I'm going to use hunting as the example for this because I think it would be better. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's just say you want to go hunting, <laughs> whatever the situation might be. I cannot emphasize to you enough the importance of cover and concealment. Uh, I find that with, with police that I see, uh, military that I see in videos, both American and foreign, the absolute lack of situational awareness um, and the lack of uh, proper cover and concealment at all. I mean, you look at these um, Arab guys coming in. Oh, man, I could have smoked a bunch of these guys. If that was a r real Red Dawn scenario here, I'm just going to tell you, if they came in here like that, the bunch of them were going to get smoked bad. I'm not kidding. I, I say this to you. As one person, I have the ability to lay down fire from positions anywhere I want in such a manner um, to create such chaos that I believe it would scare off a sizable force. I know there's people laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. Go ahead and laugh. I Pray for the guy who tries it, not me. I'm not going to need it. Trust me. And a lot of it is going to come down to cover and concealment. I keep trying to say this, and people need to be thinking about this right now. Even if, you're, if your plan is to run and hide, which is a, a fine plan, honest to God, there's nothing wrong with that. They have you know so much available today. Um, ranging from simple camouflage that you could apply, understanding camouflage tactics and techniques, being able to use shadows properly, um, understanding how to work around cameras, okay, using lights to disorient the cameras. You know how to do that. 
um, masks to disguise your appearance. Um, there's so much available, you, you know, depending on what you want to do. I think I was talking about it was like a Halloween thing for bike riding. Cool. Looked like a kind of an evil thing. I was like, that'd be cool on Halloween. Um, another one, um, they have lifelike masks, covers, these face skins, these face keenies. Have you seen them? Everything from a lizard to somebody who looks completely different than you do, if you understand what I'm saying. Now, those are more disguise, not cover and concealment. Cover and concealment wise, how can you, I was using, I was talking to a friend the other day, I was at his work and I said, uh, they had like, I don't know, team of, team of guys that works there and they're all like big huntermen, fishermen. I said, you know what, you give me one rifle and a ghillie suit and I'll give you all rifles and you tell me who wins. I got to attack the building. <laughs> they're like, you're nuts. I'm like, I, I was explaining to them. And you can look into it yourself. The ability to disguise yourself like that with a simple ghillie suit that you can throw over yourself and the effectiveness of that is unreal. And let me just um, use the hunting scenario. <laughs> like I have a problem here. We'll get deer that come up in the front yard. This is a perfect way to tell this story. Deer come up, say, three, four, five, come up in the front yard. We chase them away. And let's just say that we would come upon a scenario where there was more. Eight, nine, ten, let's say. And then maybe a few more down the road, a few more up the road, right? It's me and like 30 of these deer. <laughs> and now scaring them away just isn't enough because they're just going to trot off and then come right back, or worse. You might even get the gumption to attack me with that many deer, you know what I'm saying? And so if you could envision me walking out front, hey, deer, right, 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 not really effective, right? Now, if I was going to shoot the deer, let's say, say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this problem to rest like Israel's about to do to Gaza, right? Oh. Too soon? Probably, right? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to decimate these deer if that was the plan. Now, naturally, I'd want to make sure that I wasn't in violation of any laws in this process. Assuming that was all clear and I had my proper hunter license and enough tags, <laughs> only then would I proceed. But I wouldn't just walk out front with a rifle or whatever and start shooting a deer, maybe. No, it's not what I would do. I would go out the back door after I made my family was safe. I mean, if the deer run into the house, you never know, crash into the window, right? And I would go out front, and I would take a well-aimed shot from a completely concealed position. Deer might be startled because they what the heck just happened? They don't even know where it's from. As opposed to you come running out the front door, they know exactly where it's coming and how to easily get away from it. Now they're startled and scared. They don't know where to go. Boom, and the second one drops. They got to make a decision. Run. Boom, third one's down. Boom, fourth one. We lead it a little four. We just got four. Fifth one gets away. That might be good. Now he's running down the road, up the road to the other group, and they hear what's going on. We watch that. We watch that, but they can't see us. You've got to have binoculars. This is important. 
paper maps. Now the, the lone deer that survived, he goes and runs down to the other group of deer. Hey, you guys got to come up here and see what's going on. Oh, touche. We've already moved. While they, all in that commotion, we moved down closer to them. Who would have ever expect that? Certainly not the deer. And they don't even see it. You might have to do a low crawl, 100, 150 yards. You know the first time I did a low crawl? I was at Davis Pond around the corner from our house. I was sitting on the bench at the outfall. And I looked over, and there was that buck I'd been watching. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smack that deer's butt. That's exactly what I thought. And I'm thinking, he was out eating lily pads. And I saw him out there, and he saw me. And then he didn't. Because there was like this grass. I'm like, I don't know, 11 years old maybe? I don't remember, somewhere in that range. Okay, but I had spent enough time in the woods at that point in my life. There was grass growing up around the edge of the pond. I slithered down from the bench until I was flat on the ground, and that grass concealed me. And I low-crawled through geese crap because I'm a man, and a little dirt doesn't bother me, you know what I mean? And I crawled through. It was a good 150 yards. I was a bit of a mess, and I got to the trail that I knew was there where he went out to the lily pads. And then I got up behind a tree where he still couldn't see me. And I waited. And I waited. And then he came out. And bam! I smacked that deer right on the butt. That's what cover and concealment can do for you. So if you can imagine these little deer out in front of my house causing trouble, boom, the first group, <laughs> we let one run. Yeah, let him go back to the mothership. Let him go back to the herd. You guys got to come up here. Oh, no worry. We've already moved closer to you, but you don't know it. Now they start to try and approach. Boom, boom, boom. Same process repeats itself. The deer scatter. The ones up at the top, maybe they hear on the radio. I mean, maybe they hear the deer screams. And they run, and then they decide, you know what? Maybe we'll just stay away from this place is the goal. I don't know. Not many people think like this. I don't care, especially at this particular time. I'm thankful, God willing, we'll never have to deal with it. Hey, listen, here's the good news for you. The gun debate is officially over. I don't think anybody could, could reasonably make an argument right now that anybody should be giving up their guns to you. I don't know. The other thing that we've uncovered is that Ukraine is a lie. As I indicated, there's no war, and I can now prove it. I've got the evidence. Benjamin Netanyahu came out, is that his name, Benjamin Netanyahu? Netanyahu came out when he said, we are at war. And what was the very first thing he said? We're going to turn off the electric in Gaza. We're going to turn off the water, and we're going to stop food from entering. Now, granted, Ukraine's not Gaza, but why didn't Russia turn off the electric? Fascinating when you think about it. Now, there could be other reasons for it, but why didn't they do it? Because there's no war. Why have we seen so much imagery coming out of Gaza and Israel, but nothing commensurate coming out of Ukraine? And this is really the PR problem for Zelensky. Zelensky could raise all the money he needs if he would just use Twitter properly. Instead of using Twitter to uh, parade around in his little uh, uh, Marxist uh, uniform there, 
He ought to be brave enough to go out to the front lines and go talk with the soldiers and put it on Twitter. Go talk to the wounded and put it on Twitter. But we're not seeing that because we're being lied to. Ukraine is a lie, a money-sucking lie. Putin's happy to play along. They were saying that they're burning through, um, like they need 100,000 artillery rounds a month, and it's not enough. Do you have any idea? (laughs) It's crazy. And then if it is true, I'm thinking, and we're producing currently like 20,000 a month. Not even close. I don't think we make steel anymore. We're going to buy that from Russia. We're in big trouble. Big, big trouble. All right, a couple quick things. Um, I don't think you care. I cut down the morning glory. I'm not going to plan it again. My good friend said, don't worry, it'll be back whether you want it or not. I thought, oh, great. It just it didn't look good after it was in. I was kind of disappointed. I can't blame the morning glory. A tenacious plant. It was a very fun project. Uh, I thought it would be a nice feature along the stucco wall that we have, and um, I was wrong. <laughs> so I cut it down. We're going to do something different next year. And then uh, my deck project is done. If you've been carrying through me this season with my projects, and uh, the next project I want to finish this cold frame greenhouse that I started last year. Got it all dug out, built the base of it, and now I just got to build the lid. I've got the lumber here, and uh, I'll get to it when I'm ready. I've got some other things going on. Don't get too pushy. <laughs> Let me mention a couple other stories here for you. A couple, 10, 12 stories, in case you haven't been watching the news. Alexa has been claiming the 2020 election was stolen. I find that to be utterly Hilarious. I guess they were scrambling then, you know, how to fix that. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission filed a lawsuit over business dealings directly involving Biden's brother. The walls seem to be closing in. Who knows if it'll ever happen, really. World's first repertory justice, justice master. This is a fascinating story. Um, Launches in Glasgow and the West Indies. And they got this dude. He looks Hindu. I guess he's Rastafarian there with that hat. But he kind of looks like he's more like Hindu Indian or something like that. Graham Campbell, a Glasgow counselor, is a student on the course. I was a student. As one of the three advisor to Glasgow's History of Slavery report. And, of course, what they're trying to do is to build the case for reparations. Um, I don't know this to be fact. You can decide for yourself, but there, this is the tie with BLM, reparations, Hamas, and this Arab movement that they want to take from white people is the plan. I believe there will be a conflict. We'll see. Bloomberg says that the jobs report is a lie. Who would have thought? Who would have thought Bloomberg to say that? And said that the recession is still likely. I'm seeing reports that tax receipts have gone down a lot. I don't believe it. We'll see what happens. First dog-fox hybrid species reveals a hard truth about domestication. 
<laughs> I got something completely different out of this article than I think they intended. A dog-fox hybrid. Now, for any of you who have lived in rural environments, at least where there's fox, you understand the magnitude of what was said there. You won't even normally see the fox around the dog. But what I've known, and I grew grown up around fox my whole life. Here's another true story. Uh, maybe 12 years old, 13 years old. People thought I was a little loony for this. I understand it was different. I used to, I used to do a lot of animal tracking. I read a book called The Tracker by Tom Brown. I was very into hunting and fishing and outdoors. That book just it, it just changed my life. Uh, he, before I, I ever knew what the term meant in the Marine Corps, uh, I knew what it meant to acclimatize and that you could get yourself comfortable down to 40 degrees with nothing but a T-shirt on and how important it is to be able to do that. Most people have no idea. That I'm cold. Well, you're going to be cold. It's part of life. Learn how to be cold. That's what I would say to you. But anyway, I used to track this fox. And I never, listen to this story a second to tell you how much things have changed. I never saw that fox. I must have tracked that thing for two years. Like every day, I'd go up there to, the, to its den and I would collect the skulls of its, of its um, prey, which was rare in itself, by the way, because they like to eat the brains. And I would collect all this, and I would watch, and I would watch. I never saw that fox. I did see fox when I was younger, but rarely you would see what the fox left behind. You wouldn't see the fox. Now, I see fox all the time. I've watched it jump over my fence in the backyard. Just this morning, to tell you how far we've come with all this, I'm driving down the road. It's like 6.30 in the morning. It's still dark. I see the eyes, I slow down, there's a deer in the middle of the road. All right, get out of here. By herself, for whatever reason, a little strange. Come up a little further, there's a fox on the road. This has got to be some kind of, like, poem or, or whatever, right? A deer in the road and a fox on the road. What does that tell you? Run. Anyway, the fox, I had I had read this article about the dog-fox dog, hybrid, um, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, that fox looks a little strange to me. But I'm thinking, how the heck do I know? It's not like I've seen that many fox. But here was the weird thing. The fox then moved off of the road, and it was eating something. I watched it sit there on the side of the road and eat. Now, you think how much things have changed. That when I was growing up as a kid, I never even saw the fox that I was tracking because they were so elusive. Now they're comfortable sitting there in front of you and eating. So can they mate with the dogs? They can. Now, the thing is, these, they say, are... um, Genetic dead ends because they die. And this is the part that caught my attention. That modifying genetics usually results in sterile. Thank God. God's pause button, if you will. And uh, I thought of this with this mRNA and these vaccines and and other things. You You know, if our DNA is being altered... Would it cause us to be sterile like the dog-fox hybrid? I don't know. Um, this is an interesting story. The FBI is looking for Civil War-era gold in Pennsylvania, like a big a big batch of it, too. Really interesting. Boy, I'd like to find that. Wouldn't it be funny if it was here? You know, we got, there was Civil uh, or not Civil War, uh, Revolutionary War. I'm thinking this is Civil War. Uh, what is this? Donald Trump Jr., as we perpetually 
indoctrinate our children with weakness, feminize our boys, attack masculine men, glorify trans insanity. Just understand that one day the savages you see brutally attacking innocent civilians in the streets of Israel will be on your front door and you and your loved ones will have zero capability of defending yourselves. That's the future the left is creating for you. That's according to Donald Trump Jr. I just thought of something, and not that it needs to be made, but the case for the Second Amendment. Had the Israelis been in a better position to defend themselves, and could they have been able to repel the attack, that it would not have become necessary to attack Gaza would have saved a lot of lives. Arnold Schwarzenegger warns the future of America may be a generation of wimps. Well, him and The Rock can celebrate when it happens. Both of them, I don't know what happened. Their testosterone shifted, and they became serious girly men. Both I looked up to highly, and I have right about zero respect for anymore. Louisiana student punished by school for dancing at a private party. Um, I don't know if it was a public school or not. Very religious principal, didn't like the way the girl was dancing, and um, punished her for it. Uh, Parents are all upset. This is from Bloomberg. I meant to mention this with the jobs report. Something is likely to break after the jobs data, according to Bloomberg. Uh, Just waiting for it to happen. Here's a a story I I read. I'm going to give you the cliff note version of because you won't bear to handle it. Uh, My son won't go to school and barely leaves the house. I'm at my wit's end. And basically this kid is mired down in depression and just sits in their room all the time. I know people that have suffered from this. And I cannot emphasize to you enough the importance of getting kids outside. Love, sunshine, and good meals. Not complicated. Um, I don't know what's going on there. You know me. I don't judge other people. Um, But I know that this has become very common. My mother wouldn't allow it. Turn off that boob tube. Go find something constructive to do. Can't tell you how many times I heard, Oh, Mom, get outside, she would say. Thank God she did that for me. Thank God. I would have laid around watching cartoons, eating cookies all the time. It's true. If it weren't for my mother putting her foot up my, foot up my butt. My mother was a Marine. She wore combat boots. Thank God. Thank God. Listen to this. I'll leave you with this. This is from NPR. Listen to this. You could feel the cutthroatness. Droves of men took over this women's tech fair. And I just thought this whole tranny thing, how much of it is a joke that it's men screaming out, we don't have a chance anymore because the deck is so stacked against us. Even if we do get one of these great jobs, we're still giving half of our money to the government. What more do you want from me? I'd rather be a girl. Not me. I'm not saying that. I can understand why it drives people to the brink. Who knows? It's just kind of funny to me the way it's all played out indeed, right? God willing, I'll be back on Friday. Let's hope the world's still here. Let's hope there is no nuclear war. Think about preparing yourself. I know I preach it a lot. If I were you, I'd be taking a good hard look. Uh, what you know? What is your security exposure? And everything that you think that I'm crazy. Spend a few minutes thinking about it. It might uh, might save you a lot of heartache. I'll be back on Friday. That's the plan. I hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.